such good friends Could tell each other anything This would help that we weren't really each other's types Then one day, out of nowhere, you said But I didn't hear you, so I was like, what? And you said That's a good one. That was, uh, and you almost harmonized with it, John. That was really impressive. Almost. Hmm. Huh. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smallco Internet Radio Network, where you uh, misophones are suffering through John chewing through. Uh, was it misophobics? Um, misophobics. Misophobics. I think that's what it is. What's that? Um, people who don't like hearing other people eat. Oh, I'm sorry for all you misophobics out there. I, sh- I guess that, that we should do... Uh, misophonia is that. Muse- misophonia? Yeah, phonia? Phonia is liking something. Phobic. Phonia? No, philia is... Philia? Yeah. Phonia? Misophonia is a condition in which con- individuals experience intense anger and disgust when they are confronted with sounds made by other human beings. In particular, sounds like chewing, lip-smacking, and breathing. <sighs> well... I guess, uh, yeah, trigger alert. <laughs> Too late. I'm sorry for all you misophonics out there. Um, but I guess you wouldn't probably be listening to this unless you just stumbled upon it and now you're disgusted and filled with anger. Yeah, but we yeah we rarely eat, but I did put out some delicious... Uh, Cheez-Its. Cheez-It duos. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, there, there's nothing like a Cheez-It. There isn't, and that's kind of disturbing, isn't it? I think it's like what is it really made of? Cheese, uh, cheese, cheese and, and zits. <laughs> um, yeah, delicious things. Uh, how mm. are you, John? Oh, I'm I'm so good now. I'm so good, and I'm already. I was having such a crazy, crazy week, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Anything you can talk about? Yeah, I had to take the dog. We have three dogs, and um, they're all suffering. Well, actually, two of them are suffering from various things and it's costing us gazillions of dollars mm. stupid and, dogs oh it's mostly stupid i mean our old dog porthos has got a tumor on his leg that is uh, floppy and it's just sort of hanging off him mm-hmm. it's uh and so ugh. so we in my neighborhood there's so you probably run into this problem if you call the vet because you have some kind of emergency, yeah. they'll say, well, our, our next uh, appointment is uh, in two months because yeah. um, during COVID, one of the things that happened is everybody adopted some kind of animal. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, you know, the, the vet, like everybody else, lost people because people quit or they went into lockdown or whatever and they don't have enough staff or blah, 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 blah. Or I don't know what. Yeah. But have you run into that with your dogs? Um, my dogs don't go to the vet. Yeah. yeah. So neither do mine. But in, in right in my neighborhood, like walking distance, is 
this uh, the weirdest vet on earth. Uh-huh. And so they don't take appointments. They don't make appointments. You show up in the morning mm-hmm. and you wait in their parking lot. It's like Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. Like, um, No, well, in a sense, yeah, no. no. I mean, there's hardly any... Um, similarities stone throwing it's just like like it yeah except that it's not at all there's no yeah um and uh but if you haven't ever read that you should read it by the way shirley jackson's a lot of one of those seminal um short stories i I swore i thought it was about uh, veterinarian services yeah you haven't really read it have you i know i read it i know i read it i know i read it once but anyway and then uh they however you uh got there so i you know got there at 7 30 and then you wait for hours and there's no place to wait so you're waiting in the parking lot um in your car if you're smart or if you're dumb like me you walk there so i've been there twice in this past week and on monday i went there and took callie and callie is our she's now a year and a half old and she's a husky ish mix and she's just dumber than a box of rocks and she'll She's very friendly and really interested in other dogs, and she's hurt herself, and she chews on herself, and so I had to take her in, and uh, and so this place, but the the vet, this vet, so you wait there, and then and then they'll let you in, and you finally meet the actual vet, and he's this like, he looks like he's about ninety, and he's in a wheelchair, and and um, he is uh, he's got he's hard to understand, he's. Uh, Got uh, some kind of foreign accent. He's a foreigner. Oh, jeez, they were the worst. <laughs> and so, and uh, but he's very friendly, and the, the place is is kind of is extremely cheap. You know, um, they got one vet, and and uh, and they don't give you any amenities. They don't give you a waiting room. It, the place looks like a dump, but they're very nice, and uh, it's very sort of. I mean, most vets I've been to are nice, but a lot of times it costs a gazillion dollars, and it, takes forever to get an appointment. Um, and so, you know, she's got all kinds of itching problems and she's chewing on herself and she's smashing into things and she's, it's, uh, so there's the old dog and the young dog and then and then the little dog who we don't like very much, he's fine. Oh, yeah. That so, dog's going to be with you for another 20 years. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Oh. Not that I want him to die or anything. <laughs> but, but that said... Yeah, I mean things it? happen. Yeah, um, he's very cute looking, which covers up the fact that he has an unbelievably bad personality. What just happened? I don't know. You just got really loud and clear. Yeah, uh, Tyson's been uh, complaining about the noise. So um, what noise? The lack of of our noises. Oh, we're not loud enough. Are yeah. we loud enough now? Did you uh, fix it? I don't know. He didn't do anything. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm quiet again. Is it this microphone? No, don't touch anything. No, I'm, okay, I'm not touching anything. Hello, my um, friend. I, so we had a sound check and everything. No, nope, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, is that good? It's not the same volume. Now, oh, there it is. That's it. It's the. Oh, that board is dead. Yeah, it served us well. So, anyhow, John. Yes. Um, a few. How long have you been doing this podcast for? God, I don't know. Like uh, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Well, we did it all the way through. I was we did it all the way through COVID. Uh, so that's been um, 
two years, and then before that, I did it for a while. So right. maybe four years. Wow, something like crazy. that. Crazy. Oh, jeez. Uh, How long have you I, been doing it? I apologize, listeners. Um, yeah, when are you going to kick me out? Uh, oh, that's right. Last week we decided that this was all foreplay. Like you just told me this is a microphone. I thought it was a dildo. Yeah. So dildonics. That's my favorite like, word. We. I was talking about climate change and how we oh, were God. all doomed. And, and you said I was an alarmist. Yeah. And, and that I'm no longer an optimist of any kind. And then you said, you know, humans, you were very adamant. You said humans always figure things out. They, they will figure it out. No, I didn't say always. That's just... Uh, yeah, listen to the listened, tape. I listened to the tape right before you came. Okay. All and, of it? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> Every single appearance of John Sylvain. So since then... That time, four years ago, uh, the government has done fuck all to address uh, climate change. And, and we're facing an incredibly hot summer. Uh, the Midwest has had 100 degree temperatures for 10 days straight in some places. And Europe has been hit by record temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're having the worst drought in my lifetime here in California. Yeah. And, um, and then Na- NASA and basically all scientists are saying that it's been one of the big uh, motivators of this is uh, human activity like burning fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. The only behavioral difference I, I saw actually today, I was looking on Fox News, and instead of saying uh, climate change is a hoax, what they said is Democrats are are stoking fear with their dire predictions of climate change. So they didn't say that it wasn't happening, which is different from four years ago, where they're even or you know they. They were saying that like it's the science wasn't there. They would have people misrepresenting it. Now they're saying it's just not as bad as we think it is, and that's uh-huh. bad. so. That's a, I guess a movement of the needle of sorts. Are you are you watching you watching Fox News on purpose? No, no, I was reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get all sides, John. I'm trying to all sides open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you get the right side and the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm in favor of, of the truth and the lies. Yeah, yeah. You have to have both or else you'll never know, I don't know, something. <laughs> uh, so, I, and the funny thing about that is like accusing the, these Democrats of, of lying to you and, and, and saying and being... Um, telling you it's hot. Like, yeah, telling you it's hot. Like, oh, great. Chicken, like being like Chicken Little and... and uh, but... To that, I say, what is the end game of these Democrats? What do, what do they get? You mean the it? Republicans or, or no, the, no, the Democrats? What's the end game? Oh, it, it, why it, are they? Oh, yeah. Let's so so. What's the uh, the end game of, of Democrats? Why are they bringing up this fear mongering? Yeah, yeah. What, what well, do they get I'll tell you what they what they want is they want um, to pass sweeping um, regulation that will uh, because their goal is to ruin the economy. Because that's no, they just want to ruin the economy. There uh, and and what they also want to do um, is they want to take away everybody's guns. So they okay. they're staging all of these with this. Let's stay on climate. Stay change. on climate yeah, change. Yeah. So 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 well they they want to ruin the economy because um, that way they can pass all these draconian laws and turn everybody into slaves because the the Democrats' goal here is to make sure that real Americans have no freedom and that that's that that underlies everything so that they can pass because they want to keep they want to use all these laws to keep people from finding out the truth which is that 
they are protecting a vast pornography ring where they're stealing children and using them yeah. for for uh, porno- child porn and for and for sex slavery and then they kill them and eat them so meanwhile like Exxon Mobil has been on record they've acknowledged uh, climate change is a, is a problem since the early 1980s um, who has Exxon has okay um, in public and not just Exxon but Exxon Mobil cuz they're the same company yeah yeah so uh, cuz they needed to be bigger uh, well, no, they were they were just saying that that's what their the science says, you know. Yeah. So, but then they did not do anything about it. They oh, they I saw some ads where they said they were doing things about yeah. it. Yeah, but the point being is like you know what is a more plausible motivation for the anti-global warmest to make a shitload of money or to promote child pornography and you know whatever you know to control. Con- Control everybody. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't understand what, like, why what, what the logic behind that. Oh, you're so naive. Yeah, what the the logic behind uh, uh, either either the that that people are motivated by short term gain or that there's a vast global conspiracy I to you, you enslave know, the only. What I mean. Uh, no, actually, I've, I've lost track of what we're saying. What, what do you think is more plausible? That there's well, no, that people yeah. are motivated by money, or that people are motivated to keep to to just enslave people. Right, right. Well, uh, in my mind, it uh, greed seems like a much more um, uh, a motivator that makes more sense to me. It's a little bit more noble. Well, it just based on the people that I've known in my life. I've noticed that people, uh, individuals, are much more motivated by um, getting more stuff for themselves rather than keeping other people's secrets. Other people's secrets? Well, I mean, that's the whole motivation uh, on, uh, of, of the enslaving people in order to just have power over them. Um, and or to cover up the fact that there is this um, uh, vast ring of child stealers that are, I think remind me a lot of the bad guy in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh. Which I, I think the guy was a child thief. I haven't seen that movie since I was four. It's real long, isn't it? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe don't we should. Remember. Maybe we should watch that. Mm. 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 Did you watch RRR? Speaking of long, RRR. Not. Not yet. Oh. I did not have three hours I, to spare. I think that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is shorter than RRR, uh-huh. and which is longer than The Godfather. It's a robot comedy. I. I. Uh, I. I really. I, RRR. You should watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. especially you know if you. No, I mean, think it, that it, guys it looks without awesome. any shirts on doing awesome stunts is exciting to you. Yeah, and fighting fake tigers. Yeah, fighting fake tigers. Well, yeah, it didn't look fake. I know, I know. I, I saw the special effects; they look great. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, so you think that the these? I mean, so we're in agreement here, right? Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, do you know anybody who believes in this conspiracy that the Democrats are trying to? To take uh, to control the society by enslaving them by limiting their access to fossil fuels. 
I'm sure I do, but I uh, they're not like in my close social circle. Like I'm sure there's members of my extended family uh, and 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 uh, cousins of mine. Who, but you haven't engaged with anyone. Like no, I that. I do not engage with people on. I mean, I was taught as, uh, and learned at a very young age that in polite conversation you don't talk about politics or religion. Do you still do you believe that? Yeah. I, oh. You don't talk about politics, religion, or, or education. That's oh. the, I mean, you're not supposed to do that in polite conversation. Uh, who's, according to whom? According to, like, you know, Miss Manners and my mom and, you know, people. Who, so uh, old well, white ladies? Well, I mean, it, it's polite conversation. You don't want to, like, have a, a, a big fight at you know, oh, yeah, it's no. a waspy thing. It's an Episcopalian thing. You wouldn't I understand. Think, yeah, I wouldn't understand. I'm, I'm a godless heathen. But, you know, I, I think that those things are interesting to talk about. Uh, and, I, and I love to oh, inter- I, I will. I mean, this is, I wouldn't call it, this is polite conversation. But, you know, when you have, when you have, uh, when you're having dinner with people that you don't know, you say, so, who'd you vote for? Right. I guess now I'm just so curious how people arrive at these things. So not to convince oh, them, yeah. not to convince them of something else, you know, to, but I want to know just the, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you it's something that sort of just recently happened to me, right? I'm not someone who goes down rabbit holes. Um, but, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm just not interested in, I, I think you got shit to do. I have, th- I have things to do and I already, uh, just from basically, uh, absorbing, you know, ten to fifteen minutes of news a day and talking to people, I know that things are fucked up, and I don't really believe in a lot of like the underlying conspiracy theories that people have about stuff. But um, and I don't need to like look under the rocks and find the craziest people and look at them. I just can look at the way the world's going and how people gravitate generally towards authoritarian figures and how uh, because people like as human beings we like strong men yeah because they're they're making decisions so we don't have to yeah and and that people tend to um like to blame the world's problems and their problems on somebody else other than themselves and not take responsibility all these sort of natural things Uh, the, the foreigners yeah there's Often that's that's I, I mean the In, other unless they're healing my or your dog you know but <laughs> other than that the, it's the fucking foreigners everybody um yeah so uh the I, I forgot what I was gonna say all right well um uh, so anyhow when I was ranting about this as I do every couple months about climate change uh, uh you said that I was worrying too much. So, do you still feel that way? Well, yeah, no. Um, I've uh, realized that I am no longer optimistic about anything at all. Not even Marvel Phase 5 and 6, Phases 5 and 6? Oh, that, that's the top list of things yeah. that I'm not really yeah. optimistic about. All right. I don't um, even understand the phases, but... Yeah, I don't either understand. I understand that there was there was an end game aiming toward end game, and everything else is um I don't understand. And I think they 
they've they've uh, lost their mojo. So that's one thing I'm not really super optimistic about. I'm 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 I'll be there for all those movies because I'm a sucker for special effects and stuff. But and I, I love I love to talk about. I was just listening to George Sanders Saunders book on writing. Um, I was listening to it, not reading it. The one with the about the four the four Russian stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant! It's really wonderful. I'm only in the beginning of it, but but the um, uh, just so everyone knows, George Saunders is a, a writing teacher and a, a great short story writer, and he's written one novel. He teaches Lincoln Syrac- Bardo is his novel. Yeah, and he teaches in Syracuse, and so he just wrote, um, or I guess a couple a year or two ago, a book about where he dissects four uh, Russian short stories. And is it just four? I believe it's four. Yeah, yeah. and it. And according to John and many other people, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But um, so yeah. But as far as uh, I mean, this this is now my my thinking is, you know, I think that um, what we have today is is just a. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think. Well, no, I, I mean, I th- I think that we're we're at an inflection point, and and if you look back at history, when we're at these different inflection points, what happens is millions and millions and millions of people die, and uh, we're we're a, a, been living in a world where you look at the invasion of Ukraine and people are saying, "Oh my God, five thousand people have died," and that's terrible in our modern world that five thousand people have died. But I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're in for. I don't. I think that if we um, had behaved in if the globalism uh, had had been a, sort of allowed to continue, if if some decisions had been made that were a little smarter, if our I, I think it's possible using science and intelligence that we could have continued to um, exist on this planet. Uh, without having a giant crisis, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe th- that's what we need to to make change. Well, you know, you look at you look at uh, if you just look over the, even the past like hundred years of history, or maybe one hundred and fifty years of history. We get to the, I mean, oh, a hundred years ago, or one hundred and ten years ago, before World War One, uh, most of uh, the world was ruled by um, European um, empires that were ruled by monarchs, you know, or absolute uh, dictatorships, and and they had uh, class systems, right? And that sort of broke down and smashed apart uh, after World War I, along with the Spanish flu, which was actually started in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, they suspect. Yeah. They just well, yeah, but it didn't start in Spain is the point. Yeah. Um and um so that led to millions and millions and millions of people dying and and based and then there was a, a gigantic economic collapse, the Great Depression. Um and then you had the um World War II, which is you know, a, the rise of uh of fascism and uh, imperialism. Um, and millions and millions of people died. And then right after that, the biggest, the war that involved the most people on earth happened that we never, ever talk about. Do you know what that was? The 
Korean War? No, the Chinese Civil War, the Chinese oh. Revolution, uh, which was I, I, I've been trying to find out more about it, but there's almost there's no books at the library on it. I mean that I could find just a just a summary of stuff, and it's it's you know kind of astonishing. Mm. And it, I mean, it involved the most people because it involved the entire nation of China that had at the time like almost a billion people. Um, and uh, anyway, the the and now right now uh, the generation that remembers um, World War Two is dying is dying. They're gone, and so we're we're making the exact same problems, the exact same mistakes. We're People are like uh, saying you can't have a na- nationalism is the most important thing, you know, and people, you know, Trump is a nationalist, uh, you know, all, all these national, the guy in Brazil, guy in Hungary, uh, Putin, uh, you know, there's all these ultra conservative nationalists that the Brexit is based on this idea of nationalism. And if we if we erect these barriers to trade and to uh, and to people moving around, then and and we don't trust each other as nations because our problems are global, you know. And you can you can look at all these, um, all, I mean, all of this. This Wait, is that why they call it global climate change? Yeah, and so Whoa. like a lot of the refugee oh. crises, the, the the mass migrations of people, and all of these wars, you could you could look at Syria. Uh, the situation in Syria and say that was caused by climate change. You know, you can look at the the problems in South Sudan and Sudan and Ethiopia, and those are caused by climate change. Those are caused by massive drought and famine. Yes, they don't, I mean, the effect, if climate change continues to ramp up, uh, at the at the same pace, the there going to be trillions and trillions of dollars just in the U.S. alone of of costs, whether it be you know, wars or or just economic damage or yeah. deaths. You know, it just it will be so insane. Yeah. So, you know, some changes happen rather rapidly. So, uh, very few. Like like uh, Obama was like, I've, I'm for civil unions, and then five years later, he passed, uh, or we have uh, gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And five years—that's a very fast turnaround. the The country didn't have go into civil war, and uh, and it was not—I mean, it's a huge social change, but it didn't cause, a, didn't have a lot of ripple effects, you know, throughout, um, like economically. And I think that's the the key is that nobody, or very few people, were inconvenienced because of gay marriage, you know. So it's a, a hugely monumental, but it didn't affect people's day-to-day. They didn't affect them at the gas pump. It didn't affect, uh, like, they didn't have to, like, uh, get an electric car or whatever, you know? And I think <laughs> that that's the that's the the difference is, like, oh, if it's, like, oh, if it's, like, a big deal, it's, like... Are you sure? What? I mean, are you sure that gay marriage didn't lead to electric cars? Uh, well, that's... Uh, yes, there is, a, there is a pathway through that way. There but, is. Yeah, but it involves NPR and yeah. a bunch of other things, but... Yes, it involves us becoming a godless nation. Oh, we're on our, our way. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's the first step. But my point is that the it, it did not. If you had asked me when Barack Obama said civil unions are okay, but I'm not. I don't support gay marriage. 
I would have never thought that five years later we would have gay marriage legal. On no, the books. It, it it did seem like uh, quite a remarkable thing. But yeah. but I I would I would argue as a you know film film uh, an American culture teacher. Oh, it was it, it was in and out. It was Kevin Klein who who switched it up for everybody. No, it certainly wasn't that. Oh. I think it was Will and Grace. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, but all all those things and and actors just coming out. I think for sure that that it all contributed. But but we have. Um, you know, climate is in the news constantly, and I think it is a, a much bigger inconvenience. Like even like the drought now, even like we water usage in Southern California has dropped by nine percent, which is substantial, but it's not enough to cover the the uh, the drought that we're facing. So if things get worse, we're fucked. You mm-hmm. know, so we. But that's it's very hard. Like my next door neighbor, every day has their sprinkler on for a half mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. and it just rolls down the drain. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I told, I, you know, I've told them to fix this thing, but I'm not going to call the police on them, but it's just like, people don't want to be inconvenienced. Right. And if their neighbor, if their gay neighbor, neighbor gets married, they're not really inconvenienced. They might be icked out if they're, you know, really uber conservative, but it's not, it doesn't affect them the way that, uh, waiting in gas lines would or something like that, you know? Right. Or dying. Or dying. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's why I think it's going to be much harder to to uh, make the changes that are ne- needed to have effective um, uh, climate regulation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are things on the horizon, and I think that... I heard about this uh, idea of, of, of yeah. putting up a great big... Uh, 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 mirror uh, up in uh, a Lagrange point between us and the sun, and just reducing uh, the amount of sunlight that uh, hits the Earth by one percent. That would be a, that would be a big thing. Yeah, there have been a lot of those sort of um, what they call it uh, geoengineering, mm-hmm. um, where they're putting in uh, some gases that will reflect sunlight and the yeah. poles to to prevent them from. Um, if we all if we all use melting. umbrellas that were yeah. made out of but mylar, that, that is there are a lot of unintended consequences that, that oh sure that. yeah that would but, probably be a disaster. But what if we all painted our hair silver? But I think that there are other things. You're on your way there. You don't need to paint. Um, the, the there are things that that will happen. Um, there are some new technologies where they're gonna they're trying to extract CO2 from the atmosphere, which I think is a, a, an interesting technology, but it also takes a lot of energy. And then, uh, and then I think a switch to nuclear is, is uh, or an increase in nuclear plants is is necessary to make this stuff happen because that's very low emissions. I heard the story emissions. about that. You take there's a company that's taking carbon out of the air and turning into diamonds. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that I don't know if that's the most practical thing. It's probably easier to just create car- calcium carbonate or whatever, and just well, I, no, it actually dump it, it actually, back in the ground. Actually, it uh, it it might be really a uh, useful thing to do. Oh, sure. I don't just don't know if you'd be able to do it at scale. You know, no, that's what I'm saying. Is they're, they're actually oh, all I right. mean, the technology well, is, is scalable. Yeah, well, so, it looks like it could be. Uh, but to, you know, if we're going to give oil companies billions of dollars of subsidies, we should give be giving these companies billions of dollars of subsidies every year. You know. Oh, that's just your liberal whining snowflake talking. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Is anybody out there? 
Is there anybody out there? Can you smile if you can hear me? Uh, what's up? I was just wondering because the way I'm hearing myself is different than it was when I could hear myself. Oh, all right. Well, so I've heard just about enough of yeah, you. Yeah, that's plenty. Um, so anyhow, uh, are you taking any steps to to combat climate change? Uh, well, we have solar, we've got an electric car, we just took our electric car into the Which shop. Which electric car do you have? We have a Kia Soul electric. Oh. It's cool. really great. Nice. Um, but, uh, the battery is not charging correctly. Ah. And so, the Kia Soul was, when we first got our, we got two and we leased them. And the first one, it had the highest, uh, uh, distance that it could drive but the kia soul was there were two different kinds of electric cars back then one of them was one like the tesla and a few others which were built just to be electric cars and then the other ones a lot of them were just cars that the car companies turned into electric cars right to uh satisfy the california um standard that something like 10 percent of the cars had to be electric so they were called uh, satisfy California cars or something like that. and um, But the Kia Soul is a, a great car, but we, we leased it, which is we would never do uh, with another car because I thought... You didn't know if the technology was right. going to last. I didn't know if the technology... I thought that it, you know the technology was probably going to improve, and, and it has, but only really incrementally. Um, but now we, we ended up buying this at the this last one at the end of the lease, and then like <laughs> the day after... We bought it. It's the the battery stopped working, and so we we don't. There's nobody who knows how these things work, so we took it in. To well, what this, do you mean nobody? Well, I mean you know got you, a can't, battery you can't. You can't get a motor. And you can't. Yeah, but you don't know how the battery. There's no service station that you. So we took it back to the the dealer. Um, I mean, we 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 bought it from uh, a dealer downtown that was you know those like. Oh yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. We don't. We just sell them. We don't. Uh, mm. So we took it to another dealer this morning, and if it's under warranty, they have to look. They have to look at it to see if it's under under the warranty. And I'm really kind of worried because. Yeah, if it's not, you're fucked. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do, and so that's really uh, that's really scary. Yeah, I I had a water heater problem, and I called, and the woman was like. Oh, this is literally the last day of your warranty. Oh, so it was like th- that is only that was the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me, and um, and I've had that's some amazing. lucky things, but but uh, yeah, that was made me really really happy. Greatest day of your life. Greatest day of my life. Uh, we and then after that was your wedding. Mm, or is she, is she <laughs> <a> shot? <laughs> no, John. Yeah. Wedding number one. Sorry. Yeah. Um. The. Yeah, um, we have gone down to one car for really? now. Yeah, because you know I work I work from home, so mm-hmm. I don't need a car. Yeah, and you're not allowed to go out at all anyway. Well, no, that's why we have the podcast here. Yeah. I mean, we could meet at the bunker, we could meet at any of your houses, but yeah. no, I'm yeah. not allowed to leave. Not allowed to leave. I have an ankle collar on that will actually slice off my foot. If I try to leave. Do you always have to wear the geek uh, outfit with the, all the leather and stuff? No, no. That's just for comfort. Oh. Yeah. Mr. Judgy Judge. 
Uh, Sorry. Yep. You look great in it, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I've been uh, sweating to the oldies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You look a lot like Richard Simmons. Thank you. Um, But anyhow, at some point we'll get a car, but like cars are super expensive now. Yeah. It's, and yeah. And we don't really need it. I mean, that's my thing is we don't need it. No. If you don't need it, then you don't need it. Yeah. Uh, So... Have you been following Comic-Con? Comic-Con is happening no, this week. No, not at all. Uh, is it this week? It's or it just happened? Comic-Con always sneaks up week. on me, and yeah. I always think, oh, I should go, and it's always too late. And you never, you've never been? I've never been, no. Yeah, I just... Have um, you been? Uh, no, no. I, the, the traffic just scares me. The traffic? Yeah, everyone t- says it's like it takes like you know four hours to drive down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Comic Con yeah. actually causes the traffic to San Diego. Yeah, because everyone's coming from L.A. to there. That yeah. I mean, if you told me that when I was a kid and I was actually reading comics, you would have been so excited. I would have not believed it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I still kind of find it hard to believe. I've been to conventions, and I'm always like, "Why am I here?" Um, it's sort of like going to, for me, like when I go to a bookstore, like I, I love belonging to the library because if I bought all the books that I wanted, I would have no money and I right. would have nothing but books. But I only want to read most books once. So I don't see any reason to buy oh, them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and going to a bookstore, I mean, it's just so much good stuff that, uh, you know, because I'm a... And the same thing with, you know, you going to a convention, you're like, I, I, well, I'd like everything. Yeah. But then but my experience as a, as a shopper, like I'm, I, I can't shop for more than like 90 minutes. And after 90 minutes, I, I want, I need, I need to get away from wherever it is. That's right. I hate going to Ikea because you have to follow the path. Mm-hmm. And once you find something, you still have to go along. Yeah. And I just like, I have to get out of here. I have to get yeah. out of here. And I, I remember going like, uh, Almost every time I'm like, let's cut through here, you know, because they'll be like, yeah, oh, cut here to get to blah. And then all of a sudden I end up where I started. Yes. It, it, they're they're evil, fucking with evil us. Evil Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs are terrible people. But the, uh, so that, I, I think if I went to Comic-Con and I've been to like one or two comic uh, conventions or maybe a gaming convention and I had the experience of like, Oh my God! There's so much stuff that I'm interested in. I just have to get that fuck out of here. So getting into Comic Con, I would probably be like, "Wow, okay, we have to leave," and and it would take forever to get in and cost a lot of money. And then you'd, you'd it's it's sort of like going to a, a live sporting event. Although I guess there's that excitement of being there, but, but like you know, all the trailers are all on YouTube, you right? Know? That's what I mean. You can see, yeah. like, I, I went to a Dodgers game on Friday. Uh-huh. I think going to, like, for me, going to a baseball game or going to a soccer game uh-huh. is kind of worth it because of the kind of games that they are, like, for different reasons. It's unpredictable. Well, it's, the the baseball game is more like an experience, and you don't really, you don't really follow it. It doesn't really matter if you follow what's going on. It's just sort of a beautiful I like going to baseball games. I don't go to very many, but when I do, it's just like, wow, look at this! Is just feels iconic, and and you're you know you can see that the the somehow something about the the athleticism of baseball is more impressive live, even if you're really far away, because you can the you know seeing those guys throw the outfielders throw the ball like a hundred miles an hour yeah. toward the infield, and you can see that it's just like a 
almost a straight line. It's kind of, it's amazing. Whereas, and you can spit on them, pour beer on them, and throw batteries well, at them. You can if you want, but um, and that's I fun want. too. Um, and uh, and soccer is more exciting when you can see the whole field and you can see there's more potential. But then every time I've been to a live basketball game, and most of the time, actually all the time I've ever been to a live basketball game, I've been in a box. You oh, know? look at you. Yeah, I know, because I'm fancy. fancy. Well, I'm fancy. I'm a fancy guy who knows. Fancy which, people? No, I know people who know fancy people. Oh, there you go. And so, but at, at a basketball game, you have this giant, it, at the what's called now called the Crypto.com Center, there's a giant TV screen right in front of you, and it's really hard not to watch it. You know, you're in this. Oh, right, right. So you're like the little guys are on the floor, but you can see them big right in front of you. And all basketball dark. looks a lot better uh, on TV. Uh huh. And and it's it, it's and then the same thing with football. And so, how does this relate to Comic Con? Uh, going going to a sporting event live is not as good as watching it on TV. And it's uh, going to Comic Con live and being live in the panel. I think. I have no desire. But, I see everything. But what about that question you were going to ask Kevin Feige about, you know, the two different Johnny Storms? I mean, the three different Johnny Storms, however many Johnny Storms there I think been. there's four now. Yeah. Um, it's Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can mention him. It's Chris Evans. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all I know. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any questions for Kevin Feige that he would answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, why the fuck are you not writing good things anymore? Oh, be. did he write? No, no. I'm just as a company. Oh, you don't think they're writing good things? I think that the writing of the the last few things has not been um, as strong as it has been in the past. And I just heard something George Saunders mentioned oh, this, yeah, this, in this book that I'm reading about. Fan, the, fancy guy. Yeah, uh, something something about rain in the pond or something. I don't I don't know what the book's called, but the book we were just talking about. There's a scene in a movie. He just mentions this is this is a guy a friend of his said this. A scene in a movie should do two things: it should entertain on its own, and it should move the plot forward. And if you look at like Miss Marvel, I don't have a problem with. Uh, there's no plot. Well, there's a lot of scenes that were fun to look at, but didn't move the plot forward because at there's all. There's no plot. There is no plot. I don't know what the plot is. No, there wasn't really much of a plot. It no. was a little bit of a plot. A little there, bit. There was it's there was about thin. there was about fifteen minutes of plot crammed into six hours. It was it was uh, coasting a lot on charm. There was a lot of charm, and, and there's a lot of charm for but sure. Yeah, there so was, I don't, I'm I'm not shitting on it totally, but there wasn't much of a plot. Yeah, no, that's and and then uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just like fight scene after fight scene after fight scene, mm-hmm. and a little bit of like who should pick up the shield. That was I mean that. That's, and then Hawkeye, same thing. Oh, Hawkeye had a little more of a story. Yeah, a little more. Yeah. A little, yeah. Like a half hour worth of story crammed into six hours. Yeah, uh, I enjoy that a little more. But, um, you know, my, my point, and then in, in, uh, Multiverse of, of Madness, you know, uh, my friend Aaron and I came up with a better story in, in 15 minutes of conversation than the one they used that would have, and I mean, yeah. Did you see Nope? Nope. 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 No. How was it? Nope is good. Oh. Nope is good, but it uh it has it has some problems, but it's it's fun. 
Yeah, that's what everyone seems to say, is that it has problems, but it's fun. Yeah. And then there's some people who don't like it, and then there's some people who love it. Yeah. Uh, of the three movies he's done where um, Jordan Peele has written and directed, <coughs> auteured, as it were, Yeah. Uh, where does this lie in the canon? Uh, well, I think Get Out is um, uh, one of the better movies great. ever. It's a great movie. Um, and I think that Nope is a, a real good uh, movie that has a, a lot of uh, flaws. And um, and then Us, I think, is a movie that I haven't seen. You think it is? I'm pretty sure. I mean, we saw it together, John. Yeah, so I guess it was one of those things I have to put on my list of things that I don't remember. No, right. We didn't see it together, did we? Anyhow, uh, <laughs> well... She-Hulk, uh, Attorney at Law. The new oh, I have a lot of hopes today. for that. And I yeah. think, what? The new trailer came out today Oh, a new trailer. Yeah, yeah. And then we got uh, the the uh, Warner Brothers trailers for, uh, or the DC trailers for uh, Black Adam. Yeah, and, Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one I'm excited about is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, did you oh. see? The first Shazam is great. It's really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, David Sandberg is a s- Swedish director. He's not a Swedish meatball. He will not lead you astray at Ikea, but he's... Um, is he a friend of yours? No, he's just a, he's a really uh, good, solid director. He, he, what did he direct? Um, he directed Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Yeah, and then he directed uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And then he did Annabelle Creation, and then he did... Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, one lights out, I think it's called, based on a short that he did, and he's got a great uh, YouTube channel po- called Pony Smasher, where he breaks down the um, like special effects that he he's done. Um, like he oh. he did all the, uh, I think all the um, opening credits for uh, Annabelle Creation, I think in Blender, I think you know, which is free software. So it was just him noodling around on a commu- computer, and oh. and then he. Uh, then he also points out like all the flaws in Shazam, like where he's like, yeah, we just ran out of time. We didn't, and this looks terrible, but no. And, uh, and, oh, there was a gaffer that was there. So we had to put in, in, in the mall. Uh, so we had to, uh, put a, draw in, you know, a composite in a a shopping bag over her stuff so that you couldn't (laughs) tell. And it's just like really funny stuff like that, you know? Uh, and I love seeing that because it, it, it sort of gets people, Excited that like oh this guy's just using off the shelf stuff on his laptop and and making movies you know I I don't know if he can. It's only been one Shazam movie right or is it two? Uh, just one. Just then, one. Yeah, okay. and then ne- next one comes out next summer I think. Uh, but there was the TV is show. Is Black Adam related to Shazam? I think so originally, but um, I don't know. I never read Black Adam. I just no no no. Uh, but I I think I mean it has to be they have. They both have similar costumes, knit, knit costumes, and a lightning bolt on their chest. Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- though Zach uh, Zachary Levi is no The Rock. No, nobody is. No, nobody that guy's huge. Ah, yeah, and he's an impressive guy. Gigantic. His biceps are bigger than I am. Yeah, yeah, and I like him. I like his. I think stuff. he's great. Yeah, and apparently he works very, very hard. Gets better and better as an actor. Well, that's what I realized that all the, like, all these people, like, Marky Mark, Kevin Hart, like, uh, (laughs) 
Dwayne Johnson. They like they have like these crazy work schedules where they wake up at three and they work out for seven hours yeah. and then get in their private jets. That's why places. Kevin Hart is so built. He he actually is pretty built. Is he? Yeah. So he's See, just, that's why he's short guys little. doesn't matter. Yeah. And I just think that, oh, okay, well, I guess I'd rather sleep. I mean, is, yeah. that, is, that, a, is that a failure of character that I don't want to... Do you want me to answer that? or? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm a failed character. Well, so these are people who are driven for one reason or another um, for success, and they uh, have a kind of work ethic that, that is... That is High, it's not like you look at them and say, how, how, come, how come they're famous? Right. You know, it's like, well, they work their butts off and they got lucky. Yes, yes. That, that is the thing. You, you need that combination of talent, grit, and, uh, and luck. Yeah. Yeah. When, and they have, they have talent and they have grit, lots of it. And there's some people who have talent, no grit, but they don't last. No, they don't. No. And it, it's funny, you know, there's certain actors or filmmakers or whatever, and you're like, Whatever happened to them? And you're like, did they run out of grit, or did they were they never that talented, or did they just get unlucky? Yeah. Well, sometimes when you get unlucky, I was thinking about somebody who uh, has been in some terrible movies. Oh yeah, uh, it's a friend of mine too. I'm not going to mention who it is. What, what's their name? No. Don't don't mention who it is. But what's their name? <laughs> no, I, I no. Anyhow, uh, what your point? Uh, oh, just, you know, if you're in something and it doesn't do well, and then you are in something else and it doesn't do well, it might not be your fault, but you might become box office poison. Like, I'll give you an example of someone who was box office poison, was Catherine Hepburn. Oh. She, she was box office that poison. That nobody? Yeah, that nobody. Uh, she uh, she kept on being in things that didn't work. But, but then there's the other side of things where the people like Tom Cruise and... Um, Harrison Ford, who famously, you know, work really hard on um, on the scripts and and take a lot of responsibility for the uh, their work and their their part in it, um, and and that you know leads to their success. Um, but and it's they have good taste and so forth. But you know, Tom Cruise made the Mummy, um, and Harrison Ford. I don't know what Harrison Ford has done that wasn't that didn't work. I can't think of anything um, off the top of my head. But you know, like Tom Hanks, I've, I haven't seen Elvis yet. But uh, there's a lot of uh, I have a theory about Tom Hanks, and that is that he can't do accents, and but he got away with it with Forrest Gump, like it worked. It's not really an accent; it's more of a cadence that he sort of does. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, I that's why, uh, what I'm saying is I agree with you. Like, I'm saying that, that it's more the cadence that sells it than the accent itself, you know? Well, I, I, it, was, it was kind of an extreme character choice that right. kind of worked in the same way that, you know, Johnny Depp is, is Jack Sparrow. You know, the, the, they were, they were going to pull the plug. They were so weird. And then it totally works. But apparently, like, his accent... I haven't seen Lady Killers. It's like one of the only Coen Brothers movies I haven't seen because it's like, no, that's a terrible movie. And it was kind of partly ruined by uh, Tom Hanks' outrageous accent. And apparently Elvis is the same thing uh, as a movie. Uh, although my uh, he who, my son, and uh, my friend Jonathan, friend of the pod, um, 
went and saw it, and they said it was pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Did you see it? No, it's. I but just, as far as you can tell from not seeing it, it's pretty good. There, no, I'm just saying that pretty good is not enough to get me to the theater. I guess you know. I want the promise of something. Have you great. been to the theater? Yeah, yeah. The last what did you, what did you see? The thing I saw was uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, what did you think of that? I thought it was fine. I thought it yeah. was fine. I thought there were just wonderful moments that made me laugh. And then the the story was just like, all right. And I thought all the performances were good. And yeah. I think we talked about it last week. But, oh, right. But um, n- yeah. And it could be where I got COVID. So fuck that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. You got it from the Screaming Goats? Yeah, the Screaming Goats are awesome. So great. I don't think you can get it from Gods. So who did you get it from? Goats. You got it from the Goats? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think that rock guy is susceptible to COVID. Goats. Goats? Yeah. You think that COVID is transmitted through Screaming Goats? Because they're expelling all that air, you know, exhaling. And that's where it's the droplets, John. Uh yeah, you, you like heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard it heard it here. I had Speaking an audition Swedish. the other day. You did where I it was for bury the lead play. No, I mean it's it was to to do an Elvis impersonator at um, like marrying a couple in some TV show. Uh huh. That's how Bruno Mars got to start. Well, I'm reading it and they're like, okay, this guy is like this like. Fat, balding, alcoholic guy, you mm-hmm. know, and and I'm just and like we prefer someone who's an actual Elvis impersonator. <laughs> and how, you got this. That's a great. And so I'm like doing this, and I'm like, and I'm recovering from COVID. I'm stuck in my hotel room, and I'm like watching all these videos, and then I'm getting winded from sw- hip swinging, yeah. and and then I'm like, f- fuck this. I don't want to do this like i i lost grit you lost grit yeah did you uh, do the audition i did not i I well let's see you you prepared for it so uh, let's hear your uh, elvis um uh here i'll do mine first ready make oh that's uh buddy uh, buddy uh buddy holly oh it is it was yeah oh yeah Make me want to be with you, rave on. It's a crazy feeling. I know you got me real. That's uh, Buddy Holly. I didn't think that I did a very good we job. We can't go on together with suspicious minds. Right. No, we can't build our dreams on suspicious minds. Yeah. And also, I didn't have anyone to film me, so it would have been a pain. Um, yeah, sorry. So, anyhow, I it just, I was like, it, it was actually very liberating to be like, no, I'm not going to do this because I, it was, I, I just couldn't see myself in the role and I didn't, um, uh, I was being, a I think you're an amazing transformative actor, but I would never call you in for that. Yeah. It didn't sound like anything that they said in that description is you. I mean, I'm, I'm known, I've had a drink in my day and I get sweaty sometimes, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but I don't think that that fits. I know a lot of people our age who are a lot fatter than you, including me. Um, and, uh, you have a good head of hair. Yeah. Well, it's for now. And, um, yeah. And you haven't been an Elvis impersonator. So I tell you about the time I, uh, I got uh, auditioned for Santa Claus. Uh, I saw you on stage as Santa Claus. Yeah. 
Right after that, uh-huh. I got an audition for Santa Claus for like uh-huh. a Honda commercial. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I've been playing Santa Claus, <laughs> and I'm actually fat. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. And I walk in, and there are eight people who are actually Santa Claus in the room. Oh. And a couple of them brought Mrs. Claus with them. No, if you go to any Ridiculous. casting office at in August and September, you will see every Santa Claus in that casting office, yeah. you know, because they all come out. And they all look great. Yeah. They all have real white, like, r- like ringing, you know, whatever, ringlets in their, yep. in their beards. And, and they just yep. look, you want to sit on their lap. Yeah. And. Well, you do? I do. I, I want to, I want to give them my tell list. Me, tell me more. Yeah. So, but I don't want to sit on your lap ever. No. No. Oh. Not at all. <sighs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. But. All these years, I've been waiting. And, yeah. Uh, I find well, why don't you just tell me that? Uh, well, you shouldn't have lost all that weight, John. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, I could get it back. All right. All right. Well, you have you have like two months before. Yeah, I, hey, I can the, do it. The hiring season comes, and you don't shave either. Burp. Don't shave. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so long to go beard like that. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know how they do it. What they do for the rest of the year. But I guess well, I actually, I think they don't do much. Oh, because you yeah. know you have that—that's your gig, I right? Mean, right, the, right. The guys that you're seeing who are doing this are professionally Santa Claus, and they make their money, you know, in that period of time. Oh, uh-huh. right. You know? And they—they they get paid really well. Yeah, yeah, because they—they they wouldn't let you into their reindeer games. Yeah, that's that. W- that's the way I felt. I yeah. felt like I was being purposefully excluded by Aww. Santa Claus. And ever since then, I've and you're like, screw this. I'm going to lose this weight. Scrooge this. I said, yes, exactly. Yeah. To hell with Christmas. Yeah. Well done. And I became a Buddhist. So. That's that's how I found my religion. You, out of spite. Uh, was it you? Uh, no. Yeah, I think I was being Cassandra. Was she she tasked me with with tie dyeing, and that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But, but it's been a while since anybody's been here. Yeah. So I I want you to um hear some of the the things I did oh. on there. So you get to pick one of those oh, shirts. Wow. Wow. These are so good. You should do more of these. Oh, we we did. Um, but yeah, just uh, take a look at them. Let's see which one looks good. Uh, there's a purple one. Uh, that All right, let me let me describe this. This okay. is a purple tie-dyed T-shirt. It's like a shibari technique. Shibari technique. Shibari. It's a Japanese. It uh, looks, it looks a lot technique. like um, a Rorschach, or maybe like somebody kissed this shirt with uh, abandon, and they had purple lipstick on. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then they got really intimate with it near the bottom. So I'm not going to take this one because now it's. Kind of ruined for me. I'm looking and at the for one. everybody else. This, yeah, it's, it, this is this is a pink and orange one. It, it looks like flames. And that, and, that was um, uh, wrapped around a, a, a tube. And it's wrapped around a tube. I I, I yeah. was in love with it until he said wrapped around a tube, and now I feel a little like uh, there's something dirty about it. But this is awesome. I could see myself in my uh, in a a dead cover band wearing this. All right. Um, which I. What would, would the, be the name of your ke- dead cover band? Oh my God! I hate the Grateful Dead. Okay. Or uh, noodling while flying. Um, or uh, music is not that important. <laughs> um, Brevity is not that important. <laughs> what? Brevity is not. Brevity that Im- is 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 for. Is overrated. Squares. Yeah. 
And this is a be- this looks like water. This this is a blue and white, and it looks like the surface of water. And um, it also I can see ghost faces in it, which is a little scary. But um, this is this is really hard. The flames of the water. Um, All right. Well, you know, you have you have uh, a while for. I have a while to to decide. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, who are listening in, should I take the fire or the water? Or should I should I just go for it with the the purple lips all over my body? Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> so uh, JP was saying that I know the which one I'm going to take, but I l- I want to hear people. Say okay, so JP was saying that the new Idris Elba thriller looks uh, promising. Which is that? It is. Um, it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Beast. Um, maybe it's Beast. Beast, or, or yeah, I, I'm gonna say it's a beast. Okay, we're just gonna go with beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's got uh, Charlie Charlto Charlto Copley in it. Charlto the, Copley. Yeah, he's the the South African actor who was in District Nine. Uh oh. Okay. Oh oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have seen this, but I don't so remember. So they're, they're, it's just Elba and his family getting hunted by a lion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that looks really promising. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd uh, watch Idris Elba uh, read a phone book to a lion. Yeah. Well, he's also in this movie playing a genie that... Uh, oh, my God, yeah. That George Kennedy... Or, or, is that right? Um, uh, I don't know. Directed, it's called uh, Three Thousand Years of, of Longing." Yeah, with uh, who's who's the woman in that? It's the the bony lady. The bony lady. The yeah, George bon- Miller. I'm sorry, George Miller. George uh, Miller. Yeah, it was that's Ken- right. George yeah. Miller. Kennedy Miller is the company, uh, but it's George Miller is the director. Dude, he's a genius. Yeah, he he did uh, the the Mad Max movies. Yeah, and this is and he didn't direct Babe. Um, he didn't. No, he produced it, but yeah. he did direct Babe: A Pig in the City. Yeah, uh, but this one did not get. Um, good reviews, but it's it didn't. No, it did come out. Uh, it's I been love at the festivals. Trailer. Oh, I love the yeah. Trailer. It's very whimsical. It looks like. Oh, I'm sure it's brilliant. And um, screw the reviews. Yeah, so it's based on a, a short bony story. Lady? Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. How could that be bad? I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe George Miller makes a movie. Idris Elba plays a genie. Tilda Swinton's in it, and I saw the trailer. I can't believe that's bad. I cannot believe that it's bad. All right. Well, well, let's hope. When is it coming out? Is it coming August out? August 31st. That's a long time from now. It's a month. <sighs> oh, sorry. Sorry, John. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, let's see. Tyson said that he's actually learning to use Blender. It is free software so that, that you can learn how to do 3D and 2D animation. Yeah. Know, and there are tons of tutorials. Uh, All right. Music, so... Um, and then he says that bullet train looks fun, but yeah. not risk, not risking COVID fun. I'll wait until oh, it comes to streaming or something. I don't know. I, I think it's risking COVID fun. Yeah, I think I think that there's a point when we have to. I mean, if we've been vaccinated, like I thought about like me getting sick, and I realized like everything, like I I take all the precautions. I wear my mask everywhere. Yeah, and I also knew that. Because I'm relatively healthy, I don't, I, I can't speak for Tyson, but, but you know, I'm relatively healthy, so I knew that if I did get sick, 
chances are I would be fine. And I was sick for two days, and then I was fine. So yeah, except for you, the, the brain, the way your face is changed. No. Oh, I'm sorry, that's aging. Yes, that's aging. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I it was a, a calculated um, risk, and and I think that's what what everyone's making. I don't. Uh, that's different from pretending that everything's back to normal and not wearing a mask and yeah. not uh, and not looking out for your your. I went to the, I went to the Dodgers game and it was packed and I was the only person wearing a mask. No. And we were outdoors. I, yeah. I felt you know it was I was a. I thought it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounded like you had fun. Yeah. 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 Do you even remember who won? Well, I actually left. It was tied when I left. And then the Dodgers won with a grand slam in the ninth inning, which oh. I missed because I had something to do early in the morning. And so it was, I left and I lost oh. my car. Oh. I, I was at, I, I parked at Union Station and took the Dodger Express, which is also packed. I tested since then and I have, did, somehow did not get COVID. Um, but uh, I I I went so I parked in uh, on on P two and I got there and I looked everywhere and I don't know if you ever parked at uh, at Union Station but there's the sections are kind of it's so I walked around that place for a half hour. Were you and, on P three? Yeah, yeah, that's happened to me before. I it's gotten to be close to where I was uh, like about to call the police. Yeah. And then, like, well, let me just... I That's mean, this exactly is the dumbest happened. thing, but let me just check. Yeah, I know I was on P2, yeah. so I'll just check P3 in case I was... Oh, I'm, look at that. There's my car, right? Where yeah. I thought it was. Yep. Except on a different floor. Were you alone? Yeah. Oh, well, thank God. Yeah. Because then, no, otherwise, other people might know about this huge fuck-up that you did. Yeah. But now, no nobody one, knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. I regret, I regret everything Yeah. Now. Uh, so, um, did you, no one has chimed in, uh, because they, they can't see it and it, it's a aural medium. And so what? It's an aural medium. Aural. Okay. You don't get to make fun of Why me and pronunciation. Not? Why not? Because Why there, there were the like hell 17 not? words that you pronounced oddly today that I did not jump on. So, um, that. That's like half of the podcast is making fun of the way I talk. I know. That's why this one's not as not up to par, you know. But uh, just trying to try something different. I'm just I'm just trying to stretch. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the blue one. Okay. Thank Good. you right. so much. Sure, sure. These are really beautiful. Uh, it was a I lot of terrible. Fun to make. I had a ter- I know you showed them to yeah, us, but and I had this terrible feeling when you brought them up that you'd actually given me one and I'd lost it. Oh no no no! I have not got so anyhow. Go with God with the with the blue. Oh, and does it come with God? No, you have to find him and then go with him. So I can't take it until I find God? Yeah. Give me a minute. Just w- whatever. Oh, there Just he is. It. Oh, yeah. There he is. I think you mean there she. There she is. Oh, baby. Thank you, God. So we should need to come up with other things to, need? to task ourselves with. We do? Yes. Remember oh, at yeah. The last, at the end of last the last podcast, I yeah, said... Yeah, I was afraid should... that you, we had given each other things and I'd forgotten. Okay. So let me let me, let me me uh, uh, posit something for you. Is there something that you have wanted to cook that you haven't cooked? No. Okay. Great. Um, how about you go swimming... 
Okay. <laughs> in the ocean. Uh, in the ocean. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to be traveling for the next three weekends. So, um, but after that, I absolutely will. So, so you, you're going you're to be traveling for three. So, in in four weeks, you're going to go swimming. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Where are you going to be going? Uh, I have a wedding, and then I have a vacation. Oh, where are you going on vacation? Can you tell me? Um, out. Out of here? Uh, out of here. No. No, I'm just into the living room. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice in there. Yeah. Have you been in there? Have the, you been there the before? The wife gave me a passport. No, I've never been. Never, it's, I've heard it's good nice. things about I, it. I, I've admired it as I walk in. Oh, well. And I say, oh, I'd well, like to spend some time in there. Um, to maybe you can invite there. me. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the if the wife will let. Um, yeah, it looks kind of untouched. There, yeah. Everything's covered in plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's covered in such good plastic that it doesn't look like plastic. I know. It's like my my grandmother used to cover everything in plastic, but it looked like it really? was covered in plastic. Did, did she really? Yes. Well, the the sofa was covered in plastic. Oh, I guess my grandparents did that too. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah, it is weird. And uh, yeah, my grandfather he he put plastic things on on all the cushions. Yeah, that's that's how it's done, I believe. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. So so interesting. That was a, it. Just brought back a memory. A yellow couch with, and it would just go. Well, your grandparents. Uh, I mean, you know, when you when you sit on it. Yeah, just, yeah. It was it took away the feeling of being on a couch and added in. It was like being on a grandparents' couch and added a squeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an odd thing to do. People don't do that very much anymore. I uh, know. Because I, I guess when you wear out a couch nowadays, you. Uh, just go get another just one. Throw it away. Yeah, you throw it away. Yeah, leave it on the front door stop step. And I was going to ask if your grandparents uh, were, were grew up in the when when were your grandparents born? Do you know? Uh, My grandparents were born in 1901 and 1906. Yeah, 1910, something like that. But My father was born in 1933. My, My dad was born in 38, 37, 38, something like that. My par- My father was born in the Rooster County, which is the still the poorest county in the United States, Worcester County, Maine. They were itinerant potato pickers when he oh. was born. He was number six. Whoa. Yeah. Well, my, my father was born in San Jose, and he he uh, packed fruit. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So but, we come uh, from humble beginnings. Yeah, and I. but he ended up going to Stanford, so there you go. Well, my dad went to the University of Maine. Oh, that's awesome. So fuck hey. you. Oh, wait. I'm... I'm just saying he's better than your dad, your granddad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. So how about this? I, mean, I have a, a, a little one for you. And you have to identify the, a breed of bird. I do? Yes. That you've never Th- known. That's na- hard enough. <laughs> that you've never known the name of. Yeah. That, that. I have to identify it? Yeah. Yeah, so that I've like, never known the name of name of yeah, like so yeah. So if there's a bird, like so, it's the idea is that you know, like you live there. There are birds where you live. You have a nice backyard. Um, yeah, and you know, you you go out walking and what whatnot. Yeah. So you have to go out and um, and take a picture of a bird and identify. Oh, that's my task. That's your task. I thought you were going to do it right now. It's like a quiz. No, no, no. No, I have to identify a breed of bird that I ne- that I don't know what it is. Yeah, and then take a picture of so it. So raven and crow, which is mostly what I see. Yeah, yeah. As Parrots as are out. Uh, we have a huge parrot uh, population, wild parrot population here in Southern California. It's very odd. And they're very noisy. And they, they fly around in a big flock. Mm-hmm. 
They go all over the place. Yep. Um, oh, okay. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cheat because my friend uh, Jonathan Goldstein has turned into a bird watcher over COVID, which I think is crazy. Uh, well, Johnny G off. is a little crazy, but we love him. But uh, no, you can't. You can't cheat. All right, I won't cheat. I wonder how you look up a bird uh, and try and find a bird that looks kind of gray and has a beak. Yeah, I. We missed. Uh, there was. If I find something, it turns out it's a sparrow. Do I have to find something else? Well, you have to say what kind of sparrow. They, oh, yeah. There's different kinds of sparrows. I thought they were all English sparrows. We're in America. America, yeah, I know. The English sparrow, I think, took over and it's an invasive species as of like 150 years ago, and uh, replaced a lot of natural. I think fucking English. There are more than 140 species of sparrows. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's exciting. Yep. All right. There you go. They're all gray and they all look alike. <laughs> yeah, and and. They, they all taste like shit. Not very much meat on any of them. Yeah. Were you yeah. supposed to cover your head and eat eat the head off? Like and it's the ortolans. 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 That's a French. It's a French bird where the you eat them whole, and um, there's this ritual where everybody wears a, a, a face covering. Yeah. And then they eat it under the face covering because it's somehow shameful. Shameful. Shameful to eat eat something so beautiful. I guess so. Something like that. Yeah, it's just what another weird French thing. So uh, I had this idea for tonight. I was wondering okay. if you'd indulge me, or do you Please, have more no, stuff? No, no, no. So I was wondering um, if, wh- well, th- what you would be uh, your favorite, like your your favorite dessert, and go through like different different foods, and then we could move on to other things. But your favorite dessert, and then the thing that you think is most overrated, or the thing that you hate that everybody loves. Okay. So, like, what would be your favorite dessert? Well, I'm not a huge dessert person. Well, I shouldn't say that. I a good dessert is delicious, mm-hmm. uh, but I just avoid them just because. Because you don't want to be a big, fat, balding. Uh, uh, Elvis impersonator? Yeah, yeah. I so don't, you're committed I, I, to not Because I don't want to work as an actor, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. basically. Because you don't have grit. So you don't, mm-hmm. want, you don't eat dessert because you don't oh, grit. Oh, 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 I do. I, I love ice cream. I love um, certain cakes. Um, yeah. I, um, yeah. So what would be your favorite? Favorite? What's a good favorite? Um, I love pudding. Pudding? Pudding. What kind of pudding do you like? Uh, tapioca pudding. Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh. I like, um, you know, that's a textural thing. I like yeah. things like boba. Like you that. do? You like boba? Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> what? What's wrong with boba? It, it It's gross. Other than that, it's fine. Uh, I took I took Kruger, Kruger to this mall in this Asian like neighborhood, a huge mall. And he's like, no, I don't like boba. No, it's disgusting. And yeah. I was like, no, just have it. And he's like, oh, oh, this is good. Did oh. you, it wasn't in tea. It was just boba. It was no. It was milk tea with boba. Oh really? It was yeah. good. Oh he, yeah. He he was like I. He apologized. Can you imagine that Kruger? No, apologizing? I don't believe it. Yeah, it, it was a different Kruger, but yeah. Um, okay, so what is what is a dessert that everybody likes that you don't uh, like? Oh, well, uh, see, this is like, um, like I think that. If things are made well, then like, you know, ice cream 
can be bad or it can be good. And I I disagree with that. You you never had bad ice cream. I can't remember ever having bad ice cream. Oh, I've I had, mean, but for me, the, my favorite uh, food, my favorite dessert is ice cream. Oh, um, and even bad ice cream is pretty good. Sort of like sushi is, or even bad wait, sushi. Wait, no, bad sushi is terrible. Mm. No, no, uh, oh, oh. Oh no! I no like, I like ba- pizza. I think is what is the one that like. Oh no! Bad pizza can be horrifying. They're like pizzas like sex. Even the bad pizza is still pizza. You no, know? I've had some bad pizza. All right, all right, but but ice cream. I I mean even like uh, even terrible, you know, ice cream is still pretty good. I think. Okay. But uh, uh, so what about the the bad? What is what is a bad dessert that? Oh. Um, uh, I, I I honestly there there's um geez. Well I I I can go while you think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This this is a, a a dessert that I think is really weirdly overrated that I've never enjoyed. I'm not a cake person. Um but I'm really not a cupcake person. Like I've never I've had cake that I think is good, but I've never had a cupcake that I thought was uh worth eating. Oh, yeah, like red velvet cupcakes. Like that was a big thing for a long yeah. time. Well, there used to, it was a huge like fad of cupcakes for like 5 years that you know, all these different cupcake places and I've never had a good cupcake. Yeah, uh and but especially red velvet cuz it's like they put in extra red dye to make the char- the cocoa like cake look red. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't add any flavor and it doesn't taste that chocolatey. It's just like this generic sweet blob. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they tend to be they tend to be uh, staler than like a cake because they're all exposed and out in the air. So even you take and I'm not a big. I don't think cake is that great. And but I had good cake. But and then you know the, typically the frosting is that I've ever had on the cupcake is terrible. Uh huh. I mean frosting is really good, like ganache or like. Homemade frosting can be wonderful, but for the most part, frosting, if it's even remotely store-bought or typical frosting, I think is it's just way too sweet to me. Yeah. Uh. So cupcakes are on my okay. list of, nah, no, I I'm, live without I'm it. No, 100% with you on that. All right, so what about um, breakfast? What's your favorite breakfast? Do you have a favorite breakfast mm. or a really good breakfast? It doesn't have to be your top I just I like a good breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and some... Like sourdough toast with uh, mm. some sort of bacon or sausage, a mm. fried egg, and mm. some little cheese, some little onions. Are you going to make me that now? Is that what this is all about? You just want me to cook you shit? Mm. No, it wasn't originally, but now okay. that seems like yeah, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I do. That's yeah, what right. this is about. Yeah, I made a Could great you? BLT for my wife this for today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I remember as a kid, I didn't understand what was the fucking point of a BLT. Oh. But that's because I didn't appreciate... Really, I I mean, when I grew up, lettuce and tomatoes were, you know, awful. Right. Well, th- this was, I, I wouldn't have done it otherwise, but we, that our tomatoes are, are growing right mm. now. So it was just a, a yeah. perfect, it was a perfect bite. Um, yeah. Yeah. BLT. That sounds yep. good. Yep. I think I, I think uh, you convinced me, you talked me into a breakfast sandwich. Okay. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I really love is uh, that I don't make enough is, uh, what I don't uh, I don't even know what it's called, but you you take a, a 
like a small glass and you make a hole in the in the in the uh, bread. Yeah. And, and then you put the egg in it. Toad in the hole. Is that what it is? Toad. Toad in the hole. Toad in the hole. Is that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. I like that. That sounds good. Well, I'm all for that. What about a breakfast that uh, you you think is completely overrated and you don't understand? Oh, uh, pan pancake. Well, no, I, I actually my brother-in-law made really delicious pancakes. But for the most part, pancakes are not that good. I, I don't like sweet breakfast. You know, yeah. I, I like I, you, like I only eat breakfast on the weekends, and I get it's like you wake up and you're like you might be a little hungover. Or you just you feel indulgent and and I, and like lazy and i just want something that's a little greasy with some cheese on it and something like that yeah and, and that does not oh you make pancakes also you make yeah. great delicious pancakes thank you yes um but, but you know who makes terrible pancakes ihop yes ihop and denny's they make pancakes that are awful this uh this week's episode brought to you by denny's <laughs> Come for the moons over Miami. Stay for the pancakes. Denny's Denny's breakfast foods are made by people that have never had breakfast. I think. Okay. I've never. I've always been astonished by how bad their food is. Um. Yeah. I, I only go like once every two years, just to, and I go. Oh, oh Denny's, this is why I don't go. It's open. Right. Oh, let's go. Oh my God, this is horrifying. Really horrifying. The last time we went to. Denny's was with my mother-in-law and and she lives near Denny's yeah and it was during COVID and like she has fond memories of going there with with her uh my father-in-law who passed away and so we go there and we're eating outside and like we had been eating indoors for months and months and months and and or at home I, I mean and uh we finally get to a restaurant. She likes, she loves eating out at restaurants. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there and just wind is whipping everywhere yeah. and like knocking over tables and, and we just like, we're just being buffeted by the side of our heads and like napkins are flying everywhere. Peak experience. But it, she, it, good memories from that. She, she had a good time. She had a good time. She didn't, it, because of the wind, you didn't notice how bad the food was? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. It's just, like, oh, it's good. A little gritty. <laughs> It adds something. Yeah. Yeah, it tastes like tarmac. Um, but it was... Yeah, that's that's my last uh, Denny's experience. All right. Yeah. So what was... um, What about you and your breakfast? And uh, Well, my breakfast, I, I just stole yours. And I okay. had the toad in the hole. Oh, okay. Oh, but the, the, the breakfast that... It, the, yeah, I would say pancakes. Pancakes are the thing that are... Um, Almost, I mean, unless I make them. Yeah. I, I make pretty good pancakes. You do. But like store-bought pancakes. And also, you know what, what I find is donut. The idea of a donut, the idea of a donut is really, it's hard to resist on a donut. But then I, every time I've had, I've never had a donut that wasn't very disappointing. Except a just out of the oven Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah, you can get those. Yeah, and when you get a just out of the the first Krispy Kreme I ever had, it was just out of the oven, and I thought I was died and gone to heaven. It's not really an oven, but um, okay. No, died and gone to heaven. There's not there's not a heaven. Oh no, no, I, an the, oven. There's yeah. not an oven. Well, the the ones that are squishy are fried. There's not. It's not. There's not really a heaven, or there's not really an oven. The the ones that are squishy are fried. So they don't come from heaven, or they don't come, come from, from an the oven. Fryer. 
Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, but but at the same time, even even the second bite is is like. Hey, did you see the did you see the bear? By the way, speaking of food, uh, we just started. We just started. We watched two episodes last night. This is a show on FX. Yeah, and uh, it's about a a fine dining chef who takes over a family business. And, yeah, uh, and, and it's shot. Have you seen the whole thing? Yeah. And did you enjoy it? Yeah. Uh, that actor's very good. Yeah. He was in um, Shameless, I guess. Was he? Uh, that's what I said. I didn't work with him on my 15 minutes on Shameless. You're on Shameless? Yeah. Now I have but to watch Shameless. No, I, I haven't. I don't. I couldn't find the episode, oh. so I don't even know wh- which one it is. So. Oh, but um, but a, you know, there's this thing called the Internet Movie Database. Hmm. If you look yourself that's up, so interesting. You and your stories. Okay. So he's great. I think the the cousin is great. It's a really interesting character. Yeah. Uh, because like, that guy's he, been in a million things. Has he? I. I yeah, yeah but I, I don't. Anyway, yeah, th- he's great. Yeah, and yeah, it's like because he's so loathsome. Yeah, and at the same time, very recognizable, sympathetic. Yeah, re- recognizable. Yeah, that's what uh, you don't mean like him as an actor. You mean that character. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know and, people like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, it it's shot. Uh, there's a lot of seeming. I have never worked in a in a restaurant before, but. I've been in several kitchens, and it feels very much of of that world. Yes, and it's shot in a way that's very intimate. Yeah, so it's every lot of lot of close ups, very lot of, yeah, a lot of long takes, um, and some really uh, really great um, just uh, directing. And, yeah, um, and then Maddie Matheson is in it. He's a, an actual chef from uh, Canada, and he, who's he play? He plays the the big guy with the mustache. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The beard. Jack, what's yeah, it called? I forget his name. Anyway. But, but oh, yeah. he's he's a, he's a real chef. Yeah, he's a real chef. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's well, he's great. Yeah, he's great, and he he's been on like um, he's been on uh, late night with Seth Meyers. He does like cooking demos with him. And, oh, and yeah. So you can watch him. Well, he does a cook. really great job playing like the only non-cook who's right. in the entire, yeah. like all the episodes. And apparently he's also um, like a consultant. And then the the show's creator, uh, his sisters was a chef at John and Vinny's in um, a, a, like a very famous uh, Italian restaurant. In- I, I uh, worked in a lot of restaurants uh, growing up. Um, not a lot, a couple. Uh, I worked at one uh, on the beach in Hampton Beach. And uh, it was it's a it's a really intense um, environment uh, where you're stuck with the same people for hours and you all have to work together or else you're going to you're just going to die. And it's it creates a sense of camaraderie and uh, it's incredibly hard work. Yes. Um, I was uh, I, I, I think it really captured something. Um, I was really as a as a person in the restaurant, I was really kind of. There's there's a thing called uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's something yeah it's mise en place mise en place yeah mise en place which is how you set up your work situation mm-hmm. and you can apply it to to all kinds of different work but yeah. as a as a chef you set up your mise en place so that you are completely efficient in your in the way you move right so all your garnishes all your chopped onions are yeah. all like it, whatever like uh, the the subway. Uh, at Subway, like when yeah. they set everything out, that's similar to mise en place. Yeah, yeah. and there was nothing. The, the the mise en place of that restaurant 
is seems completely completely non-existent. Like I couldn't understand as someone who's worked in a kitchen uh-huh. what people were doing, even though it's a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like I could not like track how they did anything um, efficiently. It was just kind of funny. Yeah. I kept on moving where things were happening and the whole like lo- the line didn't of course I the restaurant that I worked in you know for 4 years was set up as a unbelievable machine it was a, it was a machine an yeah, yeah. Italian restaurant that was was served like you know we turned we said had 50 seats and we had 700 dinners on the the busiest night wow so that's insane it's huge turnover and people didn't feel like they were being rushed in right but the second they sat down they were asked what they wanted yeah and then uh, two or three minutes later, they get their soup or their salad. Right. And then the, we had it set up so that the pasta would be right there. Yeah. And, it, you know, the most of the time the steak is the is the uh, uh, shortest thing because it takes like, you know, five to ten minutes to make a steak. The steak was the longest thing on our, on our menu. Everything wow. else was prepped, so it was like boom. Right, right. Was anyway, it was, I, it was, it was, it's a, it, working in a restaurant is, Really, really hard. Really, really physically debilitating. Mm-hmm. And if you do it for a long time, you'll definitely end up with a drug or alcohol problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is. It's but like it's, putting on it's a show. Really hard to make money too. And it's yeah. It's there's no money in it. And, and but it is a blast. It reminds me of doing theater. I loved it. Yeah. No, I I I do like, as you know, I like cooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Friday, I'm gonna go to um, a restaurant. Uh, where the wedding is that my where my brother-in-law is chefing there oh yeah and yeah really yeah it's like a pop-up and he actually he worked at noma the the place that they keep referencing in the bear oh really yeah so this is uh the guy who wrote iron and silk or no no no. this is my actually my brother-in-law's my other brother-in-law's brother so but he's like yeah other brother-in-law's brother yeah so i have two sisters brother-in-law I, I I don't know. He's my. I just call him my brother-in-law. All right, that's cool. Yeah. So and uh, you know he had a Michelin star restaurant in Brooklyn, and so it's wow. like very very similar to what this guy does, and yeah, and he's now just like this sort of itinerant like chef consultant who just goes ar- around the world just cooking places. Oh wow, that sounds like fun. Yeah, but I don't think he makes very much money. But no. he he gets to cook and yeah, yeah. does different things probably experiments yeah. and yeah does that sounds like fun and i just imagine he would watch that show and just be like why would i watch what i do every fucking day you know yeah well there's a lot of it's there's it, it's not stuck on the cooking no no it's not no, there's a lot of great character work and yeah. it's really good writing and the direction is great yeah no it, it's it definitely merits all the hype it's been getting yeah I, I yeah get it. it is there's no it's very efficient in its storytelling i think and, and it's so much better than any other chefing movie i've seen you know like chef yeah john favreau film i was not a fan of because it just didn't ring true to me you know what part of it didn't ring true um john favreau as a chef as a chef as a as an actor as an actor as no. a successful director no, uh no it's just like it's a little bit like the <laughs> dynamics were a little trite you know it's like uh-huh. i've got to prove myself and like yeah, it just didn't have the same um the, the same sort of um the characters desp- were really rich yeah it didn't have the same sort of desperation that this one has you know? right and it's just like it's just him working on really hard chopping stuff and and 
a lot of shots were just to show that John Favreau is really chopping that onion. Like, great, he can chop an onion. You know, yeah. that's not that's not acting. You know, or that's. I mean, even though John Favreau, he's a fine actor. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just felt director. it was, a, and he's a good director. But yeah. that one, that movie in particular, just didn't make me feel. It wasn't immersive in that world the way this one is. I guess. Oh yeah, no, I've I've never seen anything like the yeah. bear, and it's a it's an amazing world, high, very high stakes, feels very high stakes. That's why it feels like theater. Everything and and if you have a certain level of um, quality that you're going for, you know, at the high high end level, yeah, it's it, it the pressure is insane. Oh, you know, Big Night was pretty great, although it didn't feel like a. They knew anything about how a kitchen actually works. Yes, yeah, and that was good for the. It was good for the brothers, but it didn't feel like a restaurant. No, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah, not in any way, shape, or form. It didn't feel like the kitchen. Didn't feel like a kitchen. It felt like a place where you were doing a play, in which Tony Shalhoub and uh, who's the other guy? The other guy. One of the greatest actors of our generation, I or know. his generation, or. The generation. Come on, come on. Tony Shalubin and the guy who was in Devil Wears Prada, who's exploring Italy, who's... On CNN. He's he's on CNN? Yeah, exploring Italy on CNN. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he is um, he's Italian. fantastic. He's Italian. He's great. He's and, bald. He's, yeah, he's very fit. Very fit. Uh, very fit? Oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah, come well, on. I guess come we'll on. never know. What's his name? You have you got you got I have, eighteen. I have IMDb shows. open right now. Yeah, and you can't figure uh, out who I it is. I can't figure it out because nobody knows who he is. I can't even look up the. What am I supposed to look? A big night. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah, the uh, Tooch, Tucci, Stanley Tucci. God, he's so good. Yeah, I would watch him read a phone book to a lion. Um, to a lion. Yeah, that's what I said about Idris Elba. It's a callback. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Idris? 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 Oh, so Tyson's asking us, uh, he says, I realize I haven't recommended a film to you guys in a while. Have you seen Skidoo? Uh, no, I don't think I have. It sounds familiar, though. 1968? 1968. Oh. Jackie Gleason, Cheryl, Carol Channing. No, I did not see that. Is it good? I don't know. I, uh, it, Should we watch it? Um, maybe, yeah. Is it on a streaming service? It's on uh, Plex. Plex.tv is what IMDb is telling me. Plex.tv. Yeah, it's got uh, Frankie Avalon, Peter Lawford, Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler in Batman. Yeah. uh, Burgess Meredith, Penguin. Wow, it's just like the Penguin people. It wasn't Carol Uh, Channing played Catwoman? Cesar Romero is in it. The Joker. Really? I shit you not. Carol Channing played the Catwoman, right? No, yes, she did. Let's just say she did. Okay, yes, she did. Sorry. Hi, Batman. Groucho Marx. He uh, was in. He was in Batman too, right? Mi- didn't he play Alfred? Yes, he did. It's Mickey Rooney. Thing I've ever heard. What? Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. He was yeah. in Batman too. Yeah, he played Cato, Green, yeah. Green Hornet's sidekick, yeah. Asian sidekick. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's classic. Slim Pickens is in it. Oh, he was in Batman too. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He played the. Uh, the grapefruit. He's the bad guy. He just threw grapefruits at people. Wow. Yeah, but he had a, a incredibly ridiculous Texas accent. 
But I, I didn't realize Slim that Pickens. half the half. I think the he was named Slim Pickens by his ki- by his parents. Yes, I think yeah, he okay. was. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that half the uh, the Batman villains were in this movie. So, yeah. All right. So Adam West is in it too, right? Skidoo. Yes. Um, so JP's asking, how about Ratatouille as far as cooking movies go? Uh, I I, I mean, it didn't capture the kitchen that I remember. No, it didn't. But it did capture the experience of eating food and Mm -hmm. uh, food is is so much tied to uh, memory and context so if you have uh, the best um, breakfast sandwich and Mm -hmm. um, you're in a I don't know you're in a so I don't know what's a bad place. Uh, well, no, say so say so you cook by yourself, you know, yeah. and, you, and you just make a really good one. You're gonna be, you're gonna say, oh, that was really good. Like, say you have your your really first great sexual experience, and you're 16, and the next morning you go out and have your very first croissant, and it's just fresh out of the oven. It's yeah. actually out of heaven, out of the oven. Yeah, and it, you've never tasted anything better, and you haven't tasted anything since. For instance, and then or ev- if you had the same croissant a year later, just when you were on the getting on the the bus, you know. If I if I ever had a croissant like that one, I've, I've never had I've, I've, every time I've ever had a croissant, it's been a disappointment since oh. since the specific one so, I'm referencing. Oh, oh, so you're speaking from 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 but, firsthand but see, experience. Had it been the same? Peaking, it's number four. Uh, oh. when my son was born. My marriage. The Red Sox won the, the World post, Series. Post coital croissant. Post coital croissant. Fresh out of the oven. Yeah. But if you had one fresh out of the oven and you were late to school and you just started eating it, you wouldn't remember it. But you're having something that's delicious and you're thinking about having uh, sex on Whitney Avenue uh, in a, a Mustang or... No, wait. What were you driving? No, that was, uh, uh, that a, was later. A, a, that was a El, Plymouth, El Camino. El, El Camino. And... Like uh, that, that would be no, it wasn't. No, it was, it was out in the woods somewhere. Oh, okay, in, in Fairhaven, I think, or something. Fairhaven. Okay, sorry, sorry, I got <laughs> your your weird sex stories all mixed up. My apologies. I told you guys that story, of course. I tell everybody that story, but it doesn't have the same, um, the same depth of, of like putting a carving a, a memory into your brain, you yeah. know. So that's what I think Ratatouille captures in that uh when when what's his name uh, peter o'toole uh eats the the ratatouille and, yeah and he gets transported yeah so. yeah it kind of reminds me of uh remembrance of things past only not um can you imagine when they they, they said okay so i've got an idea for a movie it's about a rat in a kitchen yeah let's make that let's spend I the mean, next four years making that I, my friend was a writer on that yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah, and so there was an old short called Gerald's Game, where it's about a it shows, yeah, 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 and the guy who's playing chess with himself. Mm-hmm. So that was the original director of the movie. So she spent you know a year and a half uh, working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, she and her writing partner, and you know they wrote that that scene, and and then uh, I guess it didn't wasn't going the way that they wanted it, and so they um, they canned everybody and brought in Brad Bird. Oh yeah, but she still got yeah. Uh, so didn't Gerald's Game win an Oscar? Um, is that what it was called, or is Gerald's yeah. Game the yeah. the? Um, no, Gerald's Game is about the old man who plays uh, okay. plays with himself. 
What what is the <laughs> one that's uh where it's the handcuffed one, the Stephen King story? Mi- misery? No, it's um um Oh, something's game? It's called Gerald's game. Yeah, with Carla Gugino. I don't remember that. Oh, it's it's on Netflix. Yeah, and um, she's it's a recent one, isn't it? Uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So so she's playing. She's in a cabin, and uh, she has a bondage thing going with her lover, played by Bruce Bruce Greenwood. He dies on top of her, and so she's stuck handcuffed to a bed, and that's the whole movie is like her escaping from it. Wow. It is. Uh, there's a really gross scene in it, but um, yeah, I mean. F- for a one-hander or a two-hander, it's it, it's it's not as good as Misery, but it, it's not bad. So what's the name of the one? That w- it's also called Gerald's Game. I thought so, too. No, I would not be surprised. Stephen King uh, steals uh, titles and stuff He's by mistake. He's a motherfucking thief. Y- yeah. Uh, I, I don't... I, I can't find it. But, okay. But anyhow. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so Tyson says Skidoo is uh, definitely worth a look. And... Um, oh, and then JP saw Roadrunner on HBO Max. That's the Tony Bourdain documentary. You know, the oh, I don't want to watch that. Confidential guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, it says, hearing that he was painfully shy at the beginning of his on-camera career was surprising based on his writing and the no bullshit style of narration he ended up with. Uh, yeah, that that is. But I think that's, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix didn't want to sing his first song. Like he just wanted to play guitar. But they're like, no, no, you sing Hey Joe. And he, Oh, my God. Jimi Hendrix is so great. I just heard uh, All Along the Watchtower recently. Yeah. I was out at a restaurant, and uh, it was on the speakers, and I was like, yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Actually, if you watch, uh, there's on HBO Max, I I think, um, there's, it's not the Monterey Pop Festival, but it's Jimmy at the Monterey Pop Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, If... It, it's great. It's done by uh, the same guy. What's his name? Les. What's Les Nesman? No, the um, uh, Maisels. Uh, the Maisel brothers. Ba- Maisel brothers, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's really fun just watching him play. And, yeah. And uh, and Monterey Pop Festival is one of my favorite documentaries. I just it's, read this quote. Um, it was on some kind of you know, uh, BuzzFeed kind of. Uh, thing that, I, that caught my attention, but uh, I think Pete Townsend recently said this, or maybe he said it 20 years ago, and they just used it to get my attention, clickbait. But basically, that uh, he 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 felt like Jimi Hendrix didn't know what he was doing in the sense that he wasn't aware of how unbelievably incredible he was. So he went out on stage, and he was completely magical, totally transported the audience uh-huh. to a completely new place and was like a, a shaman, you know, with like harnessing the power of, of his incredible musical genius through performance. But he had no, he wasn't trying to do something like you, if you know, that's Prince, just who he was. Yeah. You knew Prince was, d- knew what he was doing when he was doing what I, he was doing. I guess so. Yeah. I felt like, anyway. yeah. And, and what he was doing was unbelievable, but Jimmy was just, Pure. Well, you see a little bit of that, of that in this documentary. So, the Who. That's that's where he and he set his set his yeah, guitar so, on fire. Yeah, so the Who comes on, and <laughs> before before that. Jimmy. I mean, it's not spoiling, but it's just what I was about to get to. Yeah. Uh, 
and they um, destroy their instruments after my generation. I think uh, I think that's the song, mm-hmm. and you know Pete Townsend smashes uh, his guitar, and um, there's smoke billowing, and like you just see Keith Moon just destroying his kit, and then the bass drum sort of rolls through the smoke and comes out, and. The story that I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, probably apocryphal, but they're like, you know, they didn't want Jimmy to follow them. Yeah. And they thought that they should have been ended the night. And uh, so they were like, we're going to show him up. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. It's such a great, great performance. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, oh, it's Jerry's Game. Thank you, JP. Oh, you are short for Gerald. Mensch. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't want to step on Stephen King's story, his mm. novella, whatever it was. But um, and then so Jimmy comes on and he lights his guitar on fire at the end. Yeah. He smashes it up and and then lights it on fire. And when you're watching him, he's just like he's like basically fucking the guitar on the ground, like mm-hmm. and just spewing out um, lighter fluid. And it just and, and he's like waggling his fingers. It's it's so iconic. You can see it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the probably the most famous picture of Jimi Hendrix. But but I'm just watching it, going like, why isn't he lighting himself on fire? He's putting so much lighter fluid on there. Right. Like, I'm like, he like he was probably like half an inch from like lighting himself on fire. Yeah. Like it, it's so. And so when you're saying like he was just sort of self-possessed, I guess, or yeah. is that the word? But he was no, just he like, wasn't he was just possessed. He was, possessed. He was just yeah. possessed. So uh, it really feels like, yeah, he was possessed and, and like Satan, like kept the flames away from him. I'm sorry. Let me, my work is going crazy. Um, so I, this, this actually uh, segues into something that I, I was uh, thinking about, which, and I, like, th- correct me if I'm wrong. Or, or di- if you disagree, but I was thinking about the seventies, like the late sixties into the seventies. I was thinking about bands like the Who, but more importantly, like the Rolling Stones and like Led Zeppelin. We're old. No, but think about the transformation of music that happened, like between nineteen sixty eight and nineteen eighty, including that includes punk rock and hip hop, the invention of of hip hop and. The reinvention of rock and roll through punk rock. So nineteen and what, disco. Sixty eight to 68, eighty. Sixty eight so, to eighty. So those twelve years. Yeah. Well, I, and just think about all the incredible innovation. Yeah. And then you think since nineteen eighty, like you you do not you like you, you think about the different kinds of music that the uh, the Beatles and uh, the Rolling Stones and the Who and um, and and then you look at like. Um, uh, the whole Saturday Night Fever album, the uh, the the transformation of of James Brown and during even, that period of time, and disco, frankly, and disco, yeah. Yeah, the entire transformation of of disco, which brings together all, and and then y- y- even music that most people aren't familiar with, like um, Latin music, uh, like salsa, was all of this stuff that is now. Now you look at what's going on now, and it's not that different. You know, I, I hear about people who are fantastic and they are fantastic, but they're they're mashing together things. Yeah. You know, there's not the innovation that was happening in that. Like, you, you know, and you could even just say it's from the 60s to the so 1960 to the 80, that 20 year period. Right. Um, just think this think about what James Brown was doing in 1956 with Please, 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 which is astonishing, really, because it was nobody was doing that kind of like 
wailing from the soul. And then, and then you look at like Papa's got a brand new bag or or a sex machine, and these these are this is music that is so weird that nobody's come close to being that weird since. I mean, who's gotten popular and stuff, and 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 then you look at like Rolling Stones and where they started and you know what they were doing. It's mostly in the 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 mid part of the seventies. Later on, they got kind of. Um, stale, but the thing is, is that what I'm in the sixties? I mean, they uh, were, yeah, but yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that most things sort of got stale. I guess you could say in the eighties there was a little bit more of synth pop, but it wasn't really like new. And then you think about all the singer songwriters, the exploration of the the pop form. It was kind of invented then, and it stayed the same, you know. And I, 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 I was just sort of, and I'd love to hear if people have. Things that yeah, is there revolutionary music that that has come out that has been like um, defining just like genre defining the way that Run DMC was for right or the Sugar Hill Gang was for for hip hop and rap or right. the way that James Brown was for and Chuck Berry well not Chuck well yeah James Brown was for R and B and and rock and roll frank, frankly, right and know. and and Aretha Franklin and then and then you have you know like uh, Chic and and the invention of of disco and you've got the, some great folk music there too. You've oh got yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash. You've got Simon and Garfunkel. You got um, uh, stuff James that, Taylor. James Taylor. Stuff that hadn't been like been. Uh, um, I guess there was always folk music, but it just it reached a different level. And I think that well, the and the personal singer songwriters and all of the great Mitchell. songs. I mean, there's not that there's not great music, but it's not innovative it's not as I, I would say that like if anything there's electronic music um you know ebm you know electronic body music uh, <laughs> that that's the thing i found out that last week someone was like oh i'm a big ebm fan i'm like really i'm electronic. like oh yeah 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 electric electronic body music yeah sure it's in the middle to- of the conversation totally you check it out yeah, on yeah. The computer and they don't think they don't notice well look i work from home everything's over ah, slack you know very good yeah. very good mm. So, you know, the one reason I didn't like Big Night is because that that timbale that they they make with the that big domed thing that they're they're obsessed with that that's the big sort of MacGuffin in, in the in the movie the Maltese Falcon. That, but yeah. But it's like the the big dish that they're they're making, it's like a a a crust like a pie crust filled with pasta and meatballs. Oh, really? And I'm just like thinking, I'm looking at it thinking like that doesn't look good to me. That doesn't no, look like it, it would taste awful. good. It looks like the pasta would get soggy and mm-hmm. I don't want to eat crust with it, with pasta. It's like a weird mix of things. Mm-hmm. Like, And so that's why like everyone was going apeshit for this Timbali and um, I'm like, nah. That sounds know, terrible. I'd rather have a, a, a pizza. Have you ever made a popover? Uh, have I made a popover? I mean, I've made like savory pie, hand pies. Yeah. No. No, the popover is specific. Oh, you have to have a popover iron iron uh, oh. thing, and Mm-mm. and my 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 mom used to make popovers that popped, and I've never been able to do it. And they did they're just light and fluffy and wonderful. Right. And I and you, you but you you like you put like a a table two table three tablespoons of butter into each one, and then you put the uh, put the batter. very simple batter on top of oh, it. Oh, so it's like a Yorkshire pudding. I guess I guess so, but it's smaller. Okay. I think. I think it's. I. I. I don't. I was in Yorkshire, but I didn't have a Yorkshire pudding. Uh, Tyson really likes the Monterey Pop film. Yeah, it's also. Uh, he says he showed um, his son Ravi Shankar's performance 
Um, and he seemed to enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he wanted Nora Jones instead. Yeah. Um, isn't that, isn't Nora Jones's I think the daughter? So. I think so. Uh, I I also love to see the the shots of the people. There it has a very voyeuristic feel, and you uh-huh. like to see all these people, and like you're at this weird festival in the summer and they all look so clean and nice and like, really yeah they, they look like they're having an, an actual good time as opposed to like uh, Woodstock I'm, well I want to see the, the new Woodstock movie you know um, is there a new one about, uh, yeah, the, about, about the, the original one or no about no the, about the, the rapey one in the 90s you know with oh Limp really Biscuit, yeah oh yeah yeah so um, th- and that just looks awful I yeah. like but I, I really want to see it yeah. I mean the, the situation looks awful but the movie looks interesting Hmm. Um, okay, we we are at time. Um, what? Yeah, time yeah, flies. We're having fun. Yeah, that, this was super fun. Uh, we were talking about a bunch of nonsense. It didn't get to everything uh, I wanted to get to, but that means that we'll get to it another time. So your homework is to identify a bird. Identify a bird and take a picture of it. So I think I'm gonna do that in the opposite direction there. All right, I'm that, gonna take a picture of it and then identify it. Okay, whatever, whatever, how, whatever floats your boat. Um, but yeah, make don't just do any one. Just do find one that's interesting to you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm changing the rules. I'm moving the goalposts. Uh, so if I find one that's interesting to me, I won't do it because I'm not interested in birds. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so uh. we are um, a podcast, and we love your emails. If you happen to be listening to us, you haven't emailed us, or or if you have, it doesn't make it no difference. We'll read it. That's noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Cassandra, oh, I forgot. Yeah, Cassandra is, is still in her future in laws. Oh yeah. By visiting. the way, Cassandra's not here. Did you didn't we didn't mention that? No, we didn't. No, but she's. In case uh, you're wondering why she's so quiet. She's vi- visiting her future in laws, and uh, she gets back tomorrow. Um. We'll have uh, we'll get together next week, and then I'll be gone for two weeks. Um, so we'll figure. But you'll be that. in in your living room. Yeah, yeah, but she won't let me bring the microphones in there. Okay. She's very very particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Any last minute? Uh, let's see. I, I got to see RRR. Um, yeah, you should see RRR and and finish watching the. You don't bear. have to watch it all at once. Okay. It's like three movies. Yeah. Three different movies. Yeah, because it spans uh, decades, right? Well, it's not so much that. It's more like, it's just... Totally. There's one movie, and then there's another. No, it's all totally Uh, the same. Oh, there's one movie, then then there's the opening credits, and then there's the next movie. One movie, and then there's another movie, and then there's a third movie. Uh, Opening credits come in like 45 minutes in, so... They could. No, they do. They do? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. So and then, then there's, there's there's a the la- the closing credits are <laughs> like 15 minutes long. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, if you have stuff you want to recommend us, please email us or um, tweet at us while we're doing the show. I I because I don't look at. I realize like, do I want to keep looking at Twitter? And and it's just I there's so many time sucks in my life. I I don't need more. I just want to focus at the at the time. You know, when we're on, I'll look at at Twitter, and like Instagram, they like apparently Instagram, all their videos are going to turn to reels, uh, and I don't know what that means, but uh, the, apparently the internet is up in arms and really pissed off. I and I don't know what that means, but I guess they're trying to compete with 
TikTok, I guess. I don't know what a reel is, but... Um, I've been making reels for International Medical Corps. All right, cool. Uh, wasn't asking, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you said, what are reels, you weren't asking? No, it's a rhetorical question. Okay. So, uh, John, thank you for putting up with my nonsense and for... Oh, just get right up in there. Oh, you... Tyson, you got to hear that, right? Doesn't it make you mad? Doesn't it make you full of rage? Oh, and that tooth of... God damn it. I've got all these... I think your your work is on fire. Uh, I know. I'm actually a little, a little scared because this is all directed at me, so I've... All right. Well, we should up. get off. See you next uh, Tuesday. All right. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>